Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on, everybody? I am Scoots Bronson. And I'm Estat Foster. And you are listening to the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on, bro? Hey, man, I'm just chilling, man. I was just sitting here looking at one a movie that I forgot about, but, you know, could be possibly something down the line, but I don't know who knows. But, man, I, I am – look, we were sitting here doing our damn pre, pre-production, man. It's like, man mm-hmm. – you got, you got, you got me going, but it's, I man, forgot about what we was about man. to do. Man, listen, I, I when I watched that shit, bro, I told you I was sitting there, I, I was up like one something watching that shit, like damn, man, that shit was good. But um, how how everything been going since the last episode, man? Yo, man, it's been it's been wild, man. Like I'm still taking in the week, man. Like. I was talking about on the last episode, Uncle Washington was finally back. So, you know, the, the old mm-hmm. band back together as far as the Stolen Time podcast. And, um, you know, and I was telling him about some of the things that's been happening as far as, you know, talking to you, you know, talking to Casey and also yeah. messaging with Candace and stuff like that. And, you know, saying some of the things she's saying and like, and it's it's been cool, man, to be able to, to show the love and like even even for somebody who don't even know us, you know, I sent you the message this morning, and for yeah. her to sit back and be like, I love how y'all are able to give each other, yeah, you know I'm saying flowers, you know what I'm saying, to be able to let you know how I feel about this and this and that, letting Casey know how I feel about this, this and that, and y'all returning the favor back to me, so. I, I never looked at myself as a person to inspire or put inspiration in anybody or anything like that. I come on these pods, I I give it everything I got. All the you know, my thing is no matter is this podcast, the 28 minutes or less podcast, or the uh Stolen Time podcast, like I want somebody to take something away from what I said. Hopefully I'm giving great insight as far as these movies. So it's just been it's been a very interesting, uh, very interesting week, man, as far as for me. But, you know, for you, though, you've been dealing with sinus infection. You know what I'm saying? You sound <laughs> better today. <laughs> so, yeah, man. you know, last, last yeah, two episodes, man. man, you was, but you fought your way through it, man. You fought your way through it. Yeah, man, I. Messed around, man, and, and caught a sinus infection, and it's uh it's partially due to my job because we work around like uh we we work in like a factory type building, and then we we make like uh composite materials and shit. So we be having to drill and sand and cut and saw and all that stuff, and that shit get real dusty. And so like you know what I'm saying that shit always flying in the air and. Everywhere you go is is dust everywhere, man. Like that's probably one of the dustiest places I've ever worked at. So it's like you know, right now we we at work and we gotta wear the mask and all that kind of stuff. But you know, that I mean it helped, but it really don't. 
So, uh, you know, since I caught that sinus infection, been taking Sudafed like crazy. And I've been, like I told you, I've been hocking up loogies, man, for like the last three, four days. And then um, turn around, man, and I don't know what's going on. I, I think that the I think that the universe is trying to tell me something, man. It's trying to tell me slow down and sit down or something. Cause now my knee messed up, and I uh, <laughs> I can't even bend my knee, man. So I've been hobbling around for the last couple of days, looking like I uh, came out from a uh, <laughs> came out from a uh, a tragic tragic um, injury. I'm gonna tell you what it is, man. Cause I got you by what what three years, dude. Yeah, you know, man. Hey, it's coming. That's Trust not true, me. man. Listen, I'm telling when you, did, when you were in your thirties, you're supposed to be in your prime, man. That's not true. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta quit telling our people. We gotta quit telling each other that, man. You don't hey. get old till you get to like seventy. <laughs> nah, nah, like it's it's really it's it's a funny age, man. Because like I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, I don't know about parents, but like my like my parents was like you know growing up when you start to figuring out age, you know, ages and stuff like that, but you yeah. to tell your parents are in their thirties and you're mm-hmm. looking at it as a kid, like, Oh man, man, my people old, man. You know, like you yeah. look at it like they old and it's like, now we're parents and we're in our thirties. And it's like, well, I mean, I ain't old. Like shit. Like, See, yeah, man. I know, man. My, my, uh, <laughs> that's funny, man. My, um, my youngest son, he he told me that man. I, we was talking, and uh, he I had asked him something, and I said, "What you what you doing, man?" He was talking about a, a game on his phone. And he was showing me a game on his phone, and I was like, uh, "I was like, man." I said, "That look complicated, man." I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't understand how you play that." And he just hit me with one like, "Yeah, Dad, cause you old." <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at him like, "Fam, I, I I play Xbox all the time. Like, I'm not old, man. I'm, I'm still out here living life, baby." And he was just like, "Nah, Dad, you old, man." I'm like, oh, "Okay." So you know, to him, it, it probably seemed like I done lived a lifetime. And I'm like, "Nah, man, I, I still got a lot of living to do, man." Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, man. You know, it was so funny, man. I was listening to and I was telling my I was telling my old lady about this I was listening to I, I reference this a lot because like I said I listen to the show every day because it's a radio mm-hmm. show I was listening to Ebro in the morning and they got on the subject of um they got on the subject of if your girl or your dude or whatever that you with if y'all don't have the same taste in like music or TV or anything like that that was like it could, you know, potentially be a no go. Mm-hmm. And so Rosenberg was saying how, you know, his him his girl had a huge, uh, not a huge problem, but they had a problem because she didn't know about certain hip hop and you know and stuff like that. And Ebro was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be real with you, B." He was like, "I straight broke up with a girl because well, her taste in music was so bad." And wow. I was like, I'm be that serious. But I was, but I was telling her because like we we got some some music similar but i'm more you know i'm more yeah. spread out like I, i'm even you like even when we was doing that music episode like mm-hmm. you can tell like, like we was very well rounded in music like we listen yeah. to rock music you know what i'm saying all that type shit so she didn't really do it but she's really more gospel than anything 
But like, oh, even yeah. when it comes to movies, like I was telling you, she haven't seen a lot of movies that I've seen. She think I'm like nuts about how many movies I've seen. And mm-hmm. I, I, I say that to say this, like when I was listening to them, I was like, I get it. I was like, I get what they're saying, but I got an avenue where I can come on here with you and I can express all the things that I want to express yeah. that I don't have to do with her. So it's like, if I didn't do this, <laughs> oh no, I'd be like, yo, like, it'd be a problem. <laughs> you got to jump, you got to jump on this wave, yo. You got to jump on this wave because I'm telling you, like I told you before, I think I even said it on the pod. I did say it on the pod. I, man, I was about to kick her out. I'm about to kick her out of my apartment when, when she was talking shit about the. That drink. I'm like, yo, like you got to uh, chill, yeah, that's, man. That's like, a no-no. That's a no-no. See, man, my my wife is my wife is kind of the same way. Like, she um, she when she when she was growing up, like her mom had her like heavy into like all the kind of after school activities. So she was always like um, in a sport, or she was always in some kind of you know what I'm saying like function or doing something. And so for me, like I I played sports and did you know said stuff too. But, like, I always, you know what I'm saying, like, I still had time to, like, watch movies and watch TV and stuff like that. Because, you know what I'm saying, like, that's something me and my mom would always do. Like, we would, you know, kick it and watch movies and everything like that. And um, she was telling me, like, with her, like, when growing up, she didn't watch a lot of movies or, like, watch a lot of TV. So it's stuff that, like, I, I would watch that she's never heard of. Like, she's never seen, like, The Wiz She's never seen or like she didn't she ain't never seen The Last Dragon until I started watching it. Like she never seen um like like the Godfathers, the casinos, you know what I'm saying? Like classic movies. She's never seen these joints. Or like I'll be sitting up watching Martin, because you know, like they saw uh five or six episodes of Martin on BT. And it'd be like, you know, she'd be at the at the table doing her uh homework and then I'd be, you know, sitting on the couch watching Martin and then she'll be looking like, how are you laughing at that? Like, that's not even funny. And I just look at her like, like, what? what, the, what? Like, what do you mean? And she like, that's that's really not that funny. I'm like, oh, no. Nah. I said, see? I said, you done been deprived for too long, man. I said, you done been deprived. I said, your mom didn't do you right. I said, she deprived you of all this, all this greatness that's on TV right now, man. So, it's a bunch of stuff like she um she used to try to get me to watch like Medea movies and like I'm not a huge fan of watching like Tyler Perry oh, movies. Man, my old girl the same way. <laughs> yeah, dude, she sits there and watch. She want to get on me for watching a lot of the movies like over and over again, but she'll sit there and keep watching The House of Pain. And then the crazy yeah, part she, is, yeah, she don't even like the newer ones. She keeps watching the, watch old, the old seasons. Yeah. Like, how you gonna get on me for watching the same movies when you keep watching the same episodes of House of Pain? My wife, my wife was, uh, she does, um, she does the Love and Hip Hops, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the Housewives shows. She watches all that. So for me, it's like when she watching that, it's like, oh, it's it's time for me to go to another room, or it's time for me to play the Xbox because I can't get into that kind of stuff. But like. I, I try to get her into watching like the old episodes of In Living Single. Um, what else? Uh, trying to get her to watch. Little, I mean, like for me, I like like my wife and kids that come on TV still. So I try to get her to watch that. She won't watch that. She don't think my wife and kids is really funny. 
or um, what's the King of Queens? That's my joint. And she don't even think that's funny. And I'm like, how do you not think that Doug <laughs> Heffernan is funny? Like, Doug Heffernan is one of the funniest men to ever be on TV. And it's just like, I don't get her, man. I, I we've, we've been together for going on 14 years, man. And I, I still do not understand that woman. Damn. Hey, I understand, man. And congratulations on that, man. I know it's been that long. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, she 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 baffles me, man. <laughs> I understand. So, um, I was I was in one of, I was in one of those, man. Like I I pulled I pulled twelve years with with my boy's mom, man. Yeah, I I, don't, I still don't understand women, man. As much as I think I like to say I do, I I don't I don't get them. No, Mm-mm. me neither. But <laughs> still love y'all. But man, like this yes, is gonna definitely. be uh this is gonna be an interesting episode, man, because mm-hmm. I was talking to you beforehand because I was like if I asked the the person, I was like, I don't know much about the person right. as much as I know about his work. So and I was asking you before we started, like, how necessarily we're gonna do this, so we went over it, but don't know much about the person, but man talking about uh we have done what four of his movies right yeah uh yeah we've done four we've done four yeah we've done four of his movies already um if you are avid listener of this podcast you probably already know what we're talking about man we're talking about christopher nolan yes sir um, we like one of the we feel like as as a producer as a director as a writer Mm-hmm. You know, he is a person that he 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 hit the ground running, man. Like the movies that he have um are just second to none. I love the way he shoot films. Like I said at the end of the last podcast, he has been nominated for five Oscars. He has won 137 awards and been nominated for 223. Like he is he, he is crazy. Yeah, like it is. It is crazy. But when you look at his catalog, though, you get it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You you get why he he's been nominated and won as much as he have. And like the movie that I wanted to start with, um, and I didn't know that he did this. Um, mm-hmm. I just remember watching this movie a lot. And it had one of my favorite actors in it, um, Al Pacino. It had Robin Williams in it. Robin Williams played a, a serious role. You know, he played like this creepy guy. And that's he did Insomnia. And I had no idea he did Insomnia. Mm-hmm. And like, Insomnia, man, it was a great movie, man. Uh, Al Pacino, you know, him and Robin Williams, they killed it. And the concept of the movie, like, uh, no, I was about to say Robert De Niro. Um, Al Pacino was he was a cop who ended up killing this person. Oh, Hillary Swain was in that joint too. I forgot she was in there because she worked for the uh, the comp the the, the the what do you call it the uh, police department up in that was in uh, was it Alaska? I bet that was in Alaska. I've never seen this on me. You never seen this on me? Oh man, no, sir, dude, dude, like. Al Pacino is called that because Insomnia is like, you know, can't really sleep. And he couldn't mm-hmm. sleep. Um, 
when he when they went up to uh, Alaska, I believe, because you know it's it's a t- it's a time period where it don't get dark, so he couldn't never sleep because it was always light outside. But he but Al Pacino got caught in he got caught into some stuff because see what it was, he was chasing down somebody, and he shot the person, but he tried to say that the dude had did something wrong. I can't remember exactly what it was, but Robin Williams saw what happened, but he Mm -hmm. wrote in the report that something else happened. So like Mm -hmm. this whole time he's trying to chase down Robin Williams and um, because Robin Williams saw what he's, you know, what he didn't want anybody else to see. So it was like this whole little mouse and, um, cat race type thing like where they're chasing each other down and all this type of stuff and Hillary Swain was like basically like the, the rookie cop trying to do everything by the book and all this type of stuff. Ended up being a really really good film dude and I did not know that he was the director of it but it came out in 2002 I mean shit yeah. I was a junior in high school I didn't pay attention to shit like that when, right. when I was younger so I was really surprised to see that he done this movie man yeah, man, for me, um, one of the movies I'd like to point to is uh, Men of Steel. You know, we uh, we get a lot of superhero movies. You know, we, we usually get the Batmans and the Spider-Mans. Um, we used to, <coughs> excuse me, we used to get, you know what I'm saying, like back in the days they had the Supermans and, you know, they would have like the little TV movies of all the superheroes, but you know, lately we've been getting a lot of the big production superhero or comic book movies. And um, the last few efforts that were put together for Superman were kind of, I would say kind of subpar. And, you know, watching those movies, you want to get into it because like for me, you know, I'm I'm a huge superhero guy. I'm a huge comic book guy. And um, I try to I try to get into those movies, like especially with Superman, because like my wife loves Superman, and so that's usually like the movies that we'll watch together. But he um, he wrote the story for Man of Steel, and then he produced the uh, the movie Man of Steel, and he kind of took it back to you know that uh, <coughs> excuse me. He kind of took it back to the Christopher Reeves, you know, early movies. He brought uh, General Zod back in that one. And, you know, he, he showed the beginning of Superman being on, uh, well, not actually, actually Superman actually being on the planet. But, you know, saying he showed the planet Krypton, them living on Krypton and everything. What happens when Superman gets sent to Earth and all this other stuff. And then, you know, saying like he kind of showed the, um, the evolution of Superman. From being a child, you know what I'm saying, and eventually being an adult, being and then somehow, you know, finding out who he is for real and then turning into Superman. And so when you know you watch the movie, you kind of see like you can tell that he's kind of a fan of, you know, what I'm saying comic books and, and heroes himself because the way that the movie is shot, the way that the story is, it seems as if it's from a fan's perspective, because it seems like it's not necessarily like verbatim from the comics, but it's real strong within the comics. And 
to me, that's I think that's the best Superman movie because not only does you know he he brings you know saying an original storyline, but when they're doing like the fight scenes, the fight scenes are like more logical of superheroes or aliens fighting. You know, it's like if you know, like he punches his opponent and then his opponent goes flying through. Uh, a building at the speed of light. Like, all you see is the dust after you punch him. You don't even really see a, the punch connect. You just see him swing his arm and, like, dude goes flying off and you just see the trail of dust. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, even when they had the uh, the fight scene between him and Zod's lieutenant, like, they were fighting, like, in real time. They weren't fighting, like, in a slowed-down motion. They were fighting in real time. So, like, if Superman was to run, he'd run like Superman would really run in the movie. So you know what I mean? They they really he really put it into of a, of a more realistic aspect of what superheroes would actually be. You know what I'm saying? Like being in on the earth in in real life. And to me, I thought that with the way he did that movie, man, it still was just so amazing because I I was actually captivated by it because I really don't watch Superman movies like that unless my wife make uh, makes them because I can't stand Superman. I think Superman is like the most overrated superhero ever, and so. Seeing that, I I kind of was like, okay, I can I can get with this Superman. I kind of dig this Superman, and it it was just to me one of his best movies. I think that was something that he kind of you know had that fandom in, and you know it's like you know you grow up watching the Star Wars the Star Wars franchise all your life, and then you finally get a chance to direct one. You know what I mean? So I think he did his thing with Man of Steel, man. But he's got so many he got so many accomplishments and, and accolades, bro. Like. And then, like, he has a nice, a nice streak of. Um, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say like superb movies, but he has a, he has a nice streak of movies from like 2000, uh, around like 2002 to like now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and let me let me be clear. Like, what I'm about to mention, this he did not do this movie. Mm-hmm. This is just piggybacking off of your Superman point. Um, so he did not do this movie. I just want the people to know, but the only Superman movie I acknowledge is Hollywood Land. I don't know if you ever seen Hollywood Land. No. But have you? You laughing? You laughing because you must have. You must have seen. Oh, oh, you haven't. Okay, so Hollywood Land yeah. is about. George, what's his name? George, it was the guy that played Superman before Christopher Reeves. So it goes way back. Okay. So basically what Hollywood Land that. is about. I just know Christopher Reeves. George, it's George something, George Mike or something like that. He has a mysterious death. Like the Superman actually, like, dude, I would honestly, I mean, they would never pick a black person to play Superman, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't play Superman. <laughs> and this is the reason why. So <laughs> The the that George guy that played him because like the movie is a true story, and yeah. he played he was the first person to play Superman on on TV. He was like the first person to do it, and the right. reason it's such a great movie is it's a movie about <laughs> his death is still kind of well. I think they solved it as a right. suicide, but it's kind of a mystery between this girl that he was dating. Because some Ooh. people think that she shot and killed him. And then some people think that he committed suicide. But as right Ooh. now, it's ruled a suicide. And then so 
it was so crazy to the world because he was Superman. So like the world was like, what? Superman is dead? We got to tell our right. kids that Superman is dead. And then the next person to play it is Christopher, Christopher Reed. Reed. Ooh, he ooh, gets ooh. paralyzed. paralyzed. And it's like, how the fuck? So the first Superman supposedly shot himself and killed himself. And then the second person is paralyzed. So mm-hmm. what's his name? Um, is it Henry Gavel? Henry Cavill. Uh, Henry, Henry, oh, Henry yeah, him. Cavill, I think it is. Hey, be on the lookout. But <laughs> I, yeah, I never, <laughs> I never, I never been a. I'm like you. I never been a huge Superman fan. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, that movie don't really have like the only time they really even said because the thing it was so crazy because like he didn't even want the part. Uh, it yeah. was played. It was played by Ben. Ben Affleck was in it. Diane Lane was in it. Um, oh, what's my dude name with the nose? Oh, I forget what his name is, but um, he was like the uh, but like the George dude didn't even want to take it. He thought it was stupid, but then he realized like how important it was to play him. But like I say, him and his girl they had some issues because like he was sleeping around with um a, a huge director guy's wife. Diane Lane was this uh, director's guy's wife, and Ooh. um. And he was sleeping around with her while he was seeing somebody else. Robin, uh, uh, Tur- was it Robin Turney or whatever the girl you played in the craft? Um, she was the she was the girl who um that he was dating. Who pe- some people mm-hmm. think that she was the one who shot him. But like I oh, say, okay. because the, the the way it ended, like the detective guy thought the girl was the one who shot him, but he just couldn't prove it. Mm-hmm. So it is like I said. It, this is a true story. Like it really happens. It's called Hollywood Land. But anyway, okay. we'll get back to Christopher Nolan. That was just to piggyback off your uh, your Superman stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and another movie, man, that, that that I felt that was really great. And look, I didn't know that he did this. Um, I just used mm-hmm. to see the movie a lot. Um, another movie came out around the same time that was similar because they both was about magic. They both was um time pieces um but yep. what he did was the prestige i didn't know he did the prestige mm-hmm. and the prestige was a great movie man it was you know it had uh, i think that this is when his relationship well actually his relationship started with christian bell i think mm-hmm. even before batman begins if i'm not mistaken but like batman begins yeah. came out in 2005 and the prestige came out yep. in 2006 so back to back with Christian Bell and uh, he had Hugh Jackman in it. Um, even um, your girl Scarlett Johansson was in it. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, it was really crazy, man. And what was so great about it, man? Because I, I I do have a little fascination with magic. Um, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I love Morgan Aces so much because I loved all of the yeah. little magic scenes. But um, it was so wild because it's. I wonder what was great about the script was I wonder were there dudes that did magic like that that would get so obsessed with like I, I, I gotta I gotta come up with a new trick and this new trick gotta be something that people would just go crazy over. 
and it was like these two dudes they started out as friends mm-hmm. and then like they both was in the same um, profession and then one of them has this move I think they call it the, 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 the transfer not the transformation but the transporter move <laughs> and like yeah. and what it was was Hugh Jackman was so he was so obsessed with trying to figure out how does he do this transporter thing Mm-hmm. And it ended up, it ended up getting him killed, but he did not know that the trick wasn't the trick. My man had a twin. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, that's the way he was able to do that shit. And it was so crazy when I first seen it. I was like, wow, like that'd be, that'd be the greatest move to do. Like if you and your brother like passionate about damn being musicians, it's like y'all not musicians, but, um, uh, magician, magician, like, hey, we we gonna do this move? You gonna go over here, and then I'm gonna come out this door, and nah, 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 all that type of stuff. Hey, dude, the yeah. Prestige was a really good movie, very, very underrated because I don't hear people really talk about this movie. Well, I, I think that at the time it came out, it was in um, it was in contest with what was the other one, the the Illusionist or something like that, not the Illusionist. The, the um, illusionist. Yeah, the illusionist. It was the illusionist. Yeah. With uh yeah, Ed, so Edward, uh, Edward Norton. Norton. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was Edward like, Norton. you know what I'm saying? It was two magical magic movies out at the same time. And you know, people are used to it, at the time we're used to seeing Christian Bale as Batman and used to seeing Hugh Jackman as X as Wolverine from the X-Men. And so yeah, just, that, yeah, that made it really weird <laughs> because yeah, because so you to got to the point that's when you always seen them. Exactly. So so seeing them in a different movie playing a different role is probably like, you know, what I'm saying the least of people's worries. They probably don't want to actually, you know, ruin that image of seeing these actors as some something else or doing something else in the midst of you know what I'm saying what was going on at the time. But yeah, Prestige was an awesome movie, man. It was um it was one of those things that you know you don't you don't expect to see out of a movie about magic. Because it's one of you know, it's it's like usually when you got movies about magic, it's like goofy. You know what I mean? It ain't like it ain't really dramatic. Like um what's the what's the one that came out? Now you see me, you know what I'm saying? Like it's more so like a, a action packed comedy movie than it is like a serious drama, you know what I'm saying? Or or you know what I'm saying, anything like that. Like I think the prestige was 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 one of those things. Like the cast, like you said, the cast was crazy. And then, you know, to to have those three on film, you know, and especially at the time that they were, you know, like, well, maybe not for Scarlett Johansson, but for Christian Bell and Hugh Jackman at the time, like they were like two of the biggest guys in Hollywood at the time. So for them two to be on the same screen together and, you know, to have that chemistry going and everything like that, I think that was, that was real, you know, that was real good. But then at the same time to show, because the thing is, there are people out here in the world, like, I I, I think that it's possible for some things to be possible. You know, I could be considered a conspiracy theorist, but Mm -hmm. like, at the same time, they're showing you like, yo, magic is not real, yo. 
Like, yeah. like these motherfuckers coming up with different tools. They're coming up with these. They're showing you Michael Caine was in this. And like Michael Caine was showing you, like he was the person that was behind the scene that was helping them build the stuff yeah. to for them to come up with these tricks and all of this type of stuff. So like somebody who really believes in magic like full-heartedly, they would look at the, the prestige like, damn, like this shit ain't real. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like all the stuff that they're doing. So it's like he's showing you the behind the scenes stuff of yep. what these people would do, you know, to entertain you. And what it's showing you that all you gotta be is a good showman. Like at the end of the day, like what that movie is showing you is like the competitive nature of dudes that are magicians. Um, mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's showing you the behind the scenes of how you have to be a great showman. You got to be a person that can carry a crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's really what that movie did. So that's it's kind of like to some people, like, like to adult, like for a kid, it's like telling them that Santa Claus ain't real. And like mm-hmm. this is what this was for an adult. Like, yo, you might have believed in magic all your life. And then you see this movie and you like, oh shit, like that's how they're able to pull that trick off. So I thought that that was genius in the fact of putting that all of that behind the scenes stuff on film and showing that movie the way that they did it. I think I think Chris is a brilliant dude, man. 100 percent man. And it even goes to show you like you know what I'm saying? Him doing movies like Transcendence, him doing movies like Interstellar, you know, putting, you know, uh, who was it, Matt Damon? No, Interstellar was uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Um, man, to put Matthew McConaughey in space, that's like... Yeah. <laughs> he, and, he's and, one of those, and, like, wild cars. And uh, Anne Hathaway was in that joint, too. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. See, and, and that's where when we was talking about this whole stuff about them using a lot of like the same actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Hathaway, Dark Knight Rises. Yep, See? Michael Caine, Christian Bale. Michael Caine. Um, I'm trying to think. Did he, have, did he ever have Ed? Um, I'm about to call him Ed Hardy. What is it? Tim Tom Hardy. Damn, I couldn't get dude's name. Um, Did he ever have Tom Hardy in any movies? I I'm not sure. That might that might have been one of the first joints he messed with him with. Was that Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, that um, was Dark Knight Rises. Now, see, that's interesting, right? For them to for them to pick, and this is one of the this is one of the big things. Like for them to pick Tom Hardy to play Bane, like they they. I would tell you this. Yeah. All I was gonna say was, now, if I'm not mistaken, he had recently got done doing the Warrior movie, like he did this MMA movie uh-huh. where he had put some weight on uh-huh. to play this MMA guy, and um, and what was crazy about that role was. Like Tom Hardy was like he was a very quiet guy. Like he, he, it was some it was some shit going on in his life, and like fighting was where he could like kind of release like the stuff or whatever. But but when when I seen him play Bane, 
It reminded me a lot of him in that Warrior movie. Okay. If you've never seen it, like it's it's it's, it's a sleeper movie, but um, I feel I feel like him doing that Warrior movie is kind yeah. of what got him the Dark Knight Rises movie. I mean, okay. that, that's just my opinion. I have no idea. I'm just talking right. from just, the just from things that I see. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that yeah. out. Um. I didn't know he was in that. I, I I don't even think I'm trying to think if I ever even heard of the warrior. I probably have. I I have to see the the movie poster for it. But um, but his choice for Bane using Tom Hardy and the way that they basically recreated Bane, like because we only see Bane in a what movie. What the fuck, dude? Dude, what? Uh, Inception. What are we doing? Oh, Tom Hardy was in Inception. I wasn't even about to. I wasn't even about to get into Inception yet. No, I'm saying you were saying that he ever used. Oh Tom damn, Hardy he was in Inception. Inception. Damn, but he was like he had he had well he didn't have a small role but like he just had like a weird role in that movie. Yeah, and he lost a lot of weight. For um, yeah, and and okay, so so think about this. Um. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he used him in Inception and used him in Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. But um, I'm trying to think. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, yeah. But using using Tom Hardy as Bane and the way that they what the what the way he recreated Bane was very interesting because if in if. if you know anything about Bane? Bane is, uh, um, they don't tell you exactly where he's from, but they specify that he has a South American background. So he's supposed to be, and the reason that he has the, he was supposed, he's supposed to have like a, a luchador mask on, you know what I'm saying? Like a black tank top, like, you know, how he had on or whatever. But they changed the mask, you know what I'm saying? Like he's supposed to have like this venom thing that pumps through his body and he, you know, he grows and gets bigger and stronger. But we didn't get that in this movie. And if you notice, these Batman movies were more so um they weren't as cartoony as other Batman movies have been. You know, we didn't, we didn't have the, we didn't like, like he chose the villains that you would probably more than likely see in real life situations. Like the Joker, the Joker was just a menace. You know what I mean? Like Two-Face, a DA that was turned into basically a crime boss. You know, um, he used the, the Scarecrow. The, um, I forgot what the, what his original name was, his doctor something, but. He uses the scarecrow who was a doctor beforehand and he was like using chemicals and everything to try to experiment on people. And then in uh in Dark Knight Rises, he uses Bane. Bane is just a regular average guy who, you know, was was trained by Ray Al Ghul and you know, like he had Ray Al Ghul in the beginning, but even then <clears throat> with with all the with all the mythos with Rachel Ghoul in the comic books, he made Rachel Ghoul as human as possible. So like all of these characters in um in the Gotham City or in the Batman universe, 
basically are just being as human as possible. They're not, you know, so like they're not animated or, or done up like they would be in, you know, like the old Batmans or, um, you know, anything like that. Like we didn't get a penguin. We didn't get a Mr. Freeze. You know what I mean? Like we didn't get, uh, we didn't get like a killer croc. We didn't get uh, a killer frost. We didn't get, you know what I'm saying? Like the normal villains that you would see. We got just regular we got to, well. We got to see the villains as regular people, like even Catwoman. Like Catwoman wasn't even Catwoman. Catwoman was basically a, a girl who was playing a thief. You know what I mean? Like yep. So we, you know, what I'm saying like he he made these movies so so relatable to the point to where you kind of forget, like, damn, you know, Batman really goes up against like some some tough motherfucker, but in these movies. It's just like he's a normal billionaire who has access to all these resources, who says, I'm going to take the law into my own hands. He turns into a vigilante, and now he's going around and basically, you know, beating up on poor criminals. But when you, you know, you don't look at it that way when you're watching the comic books or the old movies. But this one, he kind of made it, you know what I'm saying, a, a more relatable, more realistic, or he took a more relatable, uh, a more realistic approach. Um, to Batman in, the, in these in these three movies, even in the trilogies and everything like that. Now, when we get to Batman versus Superman and we get to like Justice League, that's when he adds in that that cartoonish, you know, over the top, dramatic, you know, side. Uh, I'm gonna say side effects, special effects, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I thought it was interesting for him to, when he did the Dark Knight trilogy to use that because you know you don't really get to see like superheroes being on like a, basically like a human level. And I, I thought that was very interesting at the approach that he took for that, but that was pretty cool, man. I mean, it just, yeah. once again, just another testament of, you know what I'm saying? Like just the way this dude's mind, I mean, the way this dude's mind works, like, you know what I'm saying? You just talked about Inception. Like, even though we already did the episode on Inception, you know what I'm saying? You guys can go back and check that episode out. Fire episode. Um, just the just the fact that he can come up with something like Inception and turn it into a re, or turn it into as much as a reality as possible, you know, like that was genius to me. Yeah, and to, and to go back to your your Dark Knight point is, you know, his brother actually actually helped him with the screenplay, uh, Jonathan Nolan, mm-hmm. so yep. he helped him write that movie. And what I love about it we like we did a podcast on this we did the whole trilogy yeah we did but, Dark Knight um, trilogy too. but like i just want to mention that because you know i don't want to get too deep in it because we've done it but just the fact of i love the story that they that they chose to use like how many times are we going to see his parents get gunned down in the alley you know what i'm saying exactly. like they completely exactly. left that out of the story it's like mm-hmm. dude like we're tired of seeing that like like I, I, I honestly wish I know a lot of people don't. Um, like I know Uncle Washington hates Super, uh, not Superman, but uh, Spider Man. But it's like I, I think that he, would, I think he would kill that because I think that doing what he did with the Dark Knight by like everybody knows the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this would be strictly, this is Spider Man as actually a man as an adult. You know what I'm saying? Fighting the 
villains that he have and all that type stuff. And okay, see, okay, see, this is this is where this is why I had an issue. I'm glad you said that. This is why I had an issue with the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Spider Man is not an adult. Spider Man is literally a teenage kid from New York. He's what? He's a teenage kid from New York. Like the the Spider Man that they have now in the in the Marvel universe, that's that's what Spider Man yeah, is like supposed the, to be like. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But I I, I even though it's because like I was never in the comic books, so mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff was you know me picking up a lot of the stuff from the movies because yeah. like I was naive to understand that Spider Man. And the Amazing Spider-Man was two totally different comics. Two books. totally different things, yep. So, because I just thought that when they, when I saw Andrew Garfield, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But the thing is, what pissed me off about it was the fact that they still did the, I mean, look, we know with Spider-Man, we don't have to see him get bit by a spider again. We don't yeah. have to see him start getting sticking to stuff and, you know what I mean? And we don't have to see him fighting the hobgoblin every goddamn movie. Yeah, like, come on, like, <laughs> move, move on, yo, move on. <laughs> I think that this would be great for him to do. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. Like this man, Christopher, but this dude, Christopher Nolan, man, he 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 is a genius. Him and his brother, I think it's great that you know brothers are able to, you know, come in and do things together. You know, like we was talking beforehand about a movie that's in the future. The Hughes brothers, they was able to work mm-hmm. together and do some things. They came out with, with some great movies. It's, it's nice to see people that can work with a sibling and give you something like the Dark Knight Rises. I mean, the Dark Knight Rises was just, you know, it was one of those, it was one, like like you said, he, he went on this run. And even when it comes to, I was never really huge in the Interstellar. I seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those type things, like I always say, I love the way that he shoots his movies. Like, yeah. it's, it's like this, this darkness to it. Like, it's... Every movie, bro. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like they put tint on the on the, on the the lens or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just something dark about it. And, like, that had the same thing. I never really got into uh, Dunkirk. Um, I seen bits and pieces of it. But same motto like you know a lot of the same stuff is going on and like mm-hmm. you said he went on this run man that probably started like you said around about 2000 2002 yeah he's just giving you hit after hit after hit after hit now and dunkirk <laughs> i thought dunkirk was pretty good actually what was that i said dunkirk was oh, actually okay. pretty good but um like I seen, my, I seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Like my uncle is, um, he he's been in the army for like, I'm what thirty two. He's been in the army for about probably about twenty eight, twenty nine years, and like he would he would always come like anytime he would come home from you know being on tour. Or having to go, you know, to uh, to base or whatever, he would come home and you know what I'm saying, like he would have like all these different 
you know, trinkets and gifts and all that kind of stuff. But he always, you know, had movies. And he's another person, like, where a lot of my movie selection comes from. So, like, um, because of him, you know what I'm saying, I, I got the chance to see Inglorious Bastards before it came out. He had the DVD of Inglorious Bastards because he was overseas. Um, I got to see um, a little bit of Dunkirk as well. And with Dunkirk, it's one of those movies that's like, you know, we, we've seen like movies like Saving Private Ryan. We've seen movies like, um, what's some other war movies? Um, what's, what's the, what's the other one? Uh, I can't even think Save, of it. Did you say Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Saving, you know, say like we, I'm, you know, like we, we, we've had these movies to where, you know, they show, a story of, you know, saying a guy and he's doing this and somehow he saves the, you know, he saves the war by doing this, this and that. With Dunkirk, it was like one of those things to where it was, it was a, such a detailed account of, you know, what happened during, I, I believe it was, it was World War II. And, you know, like they were showing like all the different aspects of, you know, what was going on at the time when they were actually in that moment, you know, doing what they were doing in Dunkirk. So it was the way, the way that was shot, that was even shot with the, you know, with the the dark grainy, you know, or semi grainy, you know, filter, you know what I'm saying? Like it seemed gloomy. It was, you know, real, the, um, the music was, you know, real somber, like, just everything about it was, it, it wasn't sad. It was just like, it just kept you intrigued because you can feel the drama. You can feel the, you know, saying the awareness and you can feel the threat when some shit was happening. Like, I just think that the way he did like Dunkirk was, was great. And it wasn't, it, to me, it just didn't seem like any other war movie that was out. Yeah. And like, you brought up a good point. I was looking at, um, this interview that he did and he was saying that how he don't like to use like just like like he don't like like take songs and just add those songs to his music i mean add mm-hmm. these songs to his movies he liked to to have like his own pretty much original music and that's why his stuff sounds so different like the scenes feel more I don't know. I, I I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but like the scenes feel different because mm-hmm. it's not music that you heard before. It's like it wouldn't be a situation where when we did the 28 minutes or less, I was saying I came on to a lot of music by movies, you know, and like I could see those scenes in my head of the movie that I was watching. And then start listening to the song. This would be a situation with Christopher Nolan. Like he said that there's times where he wouldn't really get the music for a scene until like after they have already shot like that scene. And then like he got people working on the music during the time as well as going on. So he's a very interesting dude, man. And the way he looks at it, like he said, that he don't like to just plug in stuff that's already like, that's already a thing. Like he would never like add a Beatles song to a, to a you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even in a movie. Like he likes, and that's why 
I, I used to do it on my older podcast. I don't I don't do it anymore. Back when I used to use the soundboard, I used to love using the inception sound. And that's that yeah. that that one like sound that um that would happen when it whether it was either oh man, there, there were so many different parts where they where they used it for, but I used to I used to love that. And then like that <clears throat> that one music that's playing when when Joseph uh, Gordon Levy was, you remember the scene where they was in the hotel and the gravity was jacked up because the van was mm-hmm. falling. And he, he was had to set the bomb. Yeah, he was trying to round up all of those bodies. Mm-hmm. And it, man, like the music that was playing during that made it so dramatic. Yeah, because it was like kind of got engulfed in it. Yeah, yeah, like like you could really feel it. Like like dude, mm-hmm. like he got to get this right. He's grabbing up his bodies. These bodies are floating. He's wrapping them together and pushing them down the hallway. And like the music that was playing, like it, it got you into it even more. And that just that just really shows the genius of a Christopher Nolan man to, yeah. to make because music in a movie is very important like it is it yeah is very yeah. underrated how important to play the right song at the right time mm-hmm. or the right music at the right time that's just like um like i told you the first time i heard um Freebird, was yeah at the end of the devil's reject like that was the perfect song for that scene at the end of that movie and like christopher nolan with using his own original music that was the perfect music to use while mm-hmm. he was rounding up those bodies, man. Yeah, like that. Like I said, man, that that same thing is in Dunkirk. Like the, the thing about Dunkirk is, it's it's like there's not a lot of dialogue in it. And um, the dude that played the Scarecrow in Bat in, in the um, Batman Begins played in Dunkirk, and Tom Hardy was also in Dunkirk. So like. Once again, going back to, you know, how producers, you know, start using a lot of the people, you know, saying he was in the Inception too. Yeah. The dude that played Scarecrow? Yep. Oh, damn, that is right. Yeah, he's the dude that they stuck put planted the seed in his head. Yeah, damn. That's crazy. I forgot all about that. Yo, yeah. he's and he's a he's a different he's a different type actor too because like he was in the um he was in like a, a thriller I forgot what the movie's called but like he killed it he's supposed to be like the killer or some shit like that and he murdered that movie but that's anyway, that's anyway so um but like with Dunkirk there's not hmm? dude don't forget about the girl that played Maul in Inception she was in Dark Knight Rises. She played Italian. Yep. 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 See, that's, yep. there you yep. go. My bad, so, my bad but, 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 but no, no that's, that's a good point. Cause like you said, it just, it goes to show like they they build a rapport with these actors. And when they create these movies, it, it just goes to show why these movies are so good. You know what I mean? Same thing with Scorsese, like Scorsese, he has a rapport with certain actors. So you know that when they're in, that movie, you know that it's going to be a top-notch film. And, but with Dunkirk, there wasn't a lot of, like, speaking parts. It's really just a movie full of action. It's a movie full of, like, it's, it's something happening all the time. And even if it's something not happening, like, 
there's moments of silence where you can still feel like I don't I don't know how he does it, but you can still feel the threat. Like you know something is coming. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can feel like something is about to happen in that moment. And even, you know what I'm saying, when he uses his original scores in the movie, you can still it, it makes it like you said, it engulfs you in and now you like you start to feel like you're a part of the movie. And you know what I mean? Like it it just to me, man, I think that when you when you can create that type of feeling in a, you know what I'm saying, with a movie and you can, when you got people or when you have viewers that watch it and they feel like they're in that moment, you know, that, that one big moment, like, um, you, I don't know, an airplane's about to come in and bomb, you know what I'm saying, a, a bunch of guys when they, you know, uh, when they sitting at a base or whatever, like anything like that, like where you could just feel like, oh shit, like, what's about to happen or you know like you get that edge of your seat feeling like to me i think that when he does certain movies like inception dunkirk uh transcendence was another one where he made you feel like you were in that you know so like you were in that world in the movie um same thing with interstellar especially interstellar like it just goes to show you just how good he is as a producer um but my my only two gripes my only two gripes with christopher nolan is um, Batman versus Superman and Justice League. I'm with you, <laughs> but but me personally, I would I would add Man of Steel. Um, okay, but I mean when when I watched Batman versus Superman, like I was already like I went into it feeling away because I'm trying to think. I don't think he wrote Batman versus Superman though. Um, I think, I think he Zach's, just he. I think he was just to produce. Yeah, um, I want to say Zach. Zach yeah, because it was Zack Snyder. It was that. Yeah, he he just was a producer on it. Okay, so and, I, uh, it was I, an executive producer. Yeah, I won't give him too much uh, hell for it. Yeah, okay, because Zach, he was Zach directed. Snyder directed it, and it was written by Chris Terrio and David Goyer. But to me, man, it was just. The I think it was more so just the the writing and the storyline that made the movie bad because what they tried to do was they tried to incorporate um, a storyline from a newer a newer um, a newer series of comics that that recently came out called the New Fifty Two and the New Fifty Two is supposed to be um, the DC characters in like totally different storylines like um trying to think uh what's one that you can that you can do uh well basically the batman versus superman was a part of the new 52 um it's another one with the green lantern called um oh, i forget what it's called but it's supposed to be like where all the green lanterns come and you know what i'm saying get together and uh, create the Green Lantern Corps and they uh, all live on one planet and all this weird shit. But um, with Batman versus Superman, it also incorporated like it was a video game called Injustice. And in the movie, I mean, in the movie, in the game Injustice, um, the Joker somehow turns Superman evil. He like, uh, he kills, I think he, 
uh, he somehow makes his way to Metropolis and he blows up the Daily Bugle and uh, Lois Lane and uh, I forgot what his name is. Uh, I know his last name is Olsen. I think it's Jimmy. Jimmy Olsen and the rest of the people that, you know, Clark Kent is friends with. Um, he blows up the Daily Bugle. And he kills them all, right? And then Superman is so stricken with grief that he decides to get revenge on the Joker. But when he gets the revenge on the Joker, he kills the Joker, and then it take it consumes his body, and then all of a sudden, Superman is evil. And so now they have to. Uh, the rest of the superheroes and villains have to team up to defeat Superman. So they kind of took that storyline, which is once again, a part of the new 52. And then they added that in the Batman versus Superman. And it was just one of those things. It, it was like, to me, it was, it was just, it was weird because like they were switching back and forth between Gotham and Metropolis. And then they were, um, they did something where they were just basically not necessarily where Superman turns evil, but basically where the world would turn on Superman. Like he's fighting somebody, but he crashes into a building and then the, the debris from the building kills, you know what I'm saying? A group of kids walking down the street or whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? Like just shit like that. Like it's, it's logical and it's probable if, if that was like a, a actual thing that happened in real life, but it's like, he fucking Superman. Like, what do you expect him to like? What do you expect to happen if he punches a dude in the fucking middle of the air? You think this motherfucker gonna land on the cloud? No, he's gonna crash into a fucking building. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what do you think is gonna fucking happen? So, for for him to, um, for them to come up with this story of you know Batman, um. Basically, he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go fight Superman. And then he finds some way to get kryptonite after Lex Luthor finds some way to get kryptonite. And then it's just all this weird shit just going on. And then, like, Wonder Woman comes out of nowhere. And then then at the end of the whole movie, they're fighting Doomsday. So now it's the Death of Superman storyline added into it. And then it's like uh, Batman gets this, like, super, super suit. And now he, like, found all these different ways to utilize kryptonite to fight Superman, but like Superman is still beating the shit out of him and the kryptonite shit ain't working. So it's just like the only thing that saves Batman from getting his motherfucking skull bashed in is he just says Martha. And then Superman is like, who, what, what did you say? And he like Martha. And he like, my mom is Martha. And Batman like, my mom is Martha. And the next thing you know, they best friends and shit. So it's, it's, it's so many different you know, it's just so much different and stupid shit. Like Lex Luthor creates Doomsday. Um, Doomsday beats the shit out of Superman, kills Superman, but somehow Batman and Wonder Woman kill Doomsday. Like it's it's just it's the shit is so fucking out of whack. And then it was trash. Like it was a um, it was a scene in Batman versus Superman where uh, he he meets the flash or some shit like that. And then he touches the flash and then uh, he sees a, a, a imprint after like opening the door in the back of a big ass big rig, he sees the imprint of, of um, apocalypse. 
in the movie. And it's just like it was it was just so much different shit, man. It it was just everywhere. It was weird. Oh, that shit was over my fucking head. Cause like I, I never I never got in it like that, but like yeah. but then dude, I will say this. I don't know why. I do not know why. This is gonna sound stupid as fuck. But Lex Luthor is like the best name ever. Like, like I don't that's, know why I like that damn name so much. That's a it's smooth just like, name. Somebody say Lex Luthor. It's just like this shit just it just sound hard. It just sound hard. And no, listen, he, who was wrong he about might, something? He might be, hold on real quick, he might be the greatest superhero villain of all time though. Cause this motherfucker has no superpowers. Um but he is the evil version of Batman. <laughs> yeah. From from what I seen in that movie. Um, but like we was wrong about something. Um, because I remember when we was talking about the Dark Knight on the on the trilogy episode, and I was mm-hmm. like, I had a strange feeling that that it was in Pittsburgh, and you was like, nah, it's in New York. But I looked it up before we started. They actually shot it in Chicago. Oh no no no! I'm talking about the I'm talking about the actual um, when you when I was saying York, I thought you were saying what Gotham where Gotham was. Oh okay, because I think it's yeah it's based in New York, but yeah, they but ended the up movie is shot, yeah the movie was shot in Chicago yeah. Like but dude, like just the locations that he uses mm-hmm. is very is very important and. That also goes a long way with a film. Like, if you shoot it in the wrong place, it might not look right. But mm-hmm. shooting that in Chicago and wherever they shot Inception was brilliant, man. Like, yeah. this dude has yeah. a great mind. I wish that we could have... I wish we could have been able to talk about Tenet. Um, mm-hmm. Neither one of us has seen it yet. So, um... I mean, I heard some things about it. Um, yeah. I listened to John David Washington talk to Jamel Hill. And he was saying that this is the first time that he had to learn to talk backwards. And so there's some scenes in that movie where he said that he had to learn how to talk backwards, walk like walk and fight backwards. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of stuff that from from the way he made it seem like that we're gonna see a good bit of stuff in reverse in that movie. Ooh. That's gonna be very interesting. Cause Ooh. I've never really seen anything like that. Cause my whole thing about okay, you wanna talk backwards. So why don't you just rewind the tape? You know what I'm saying? Like rewind nah, the- I, I understand why. Because if you just hit the rewind, it's it's you're not gonna get that same authentic feeling. Like, yeah. just hitting that rewind button is just like, you can tell it's being rewound. But when you got somebody that's acting that out, like, it, you can see that, you know what I'm saying, it's bringing something different in that moment. And, and I also think that what, th- what this could do is this could open up an avenue for John David Washington with Christopher Nolan. You know what no, I'm saying? That would be that would like, be good. Yeah, like we might not we might not see the end of Christopher Nolan and, and John David Washington working together again because mm-hmm. usually the people that play 
the main characters in like the movies that he do, like uh, we see a lot of them again. Yep. So yep. if it's not him, you know, it could be Robert Patterson or whatever, but I, I, I just got a feeling that I don't think we've seen the last of John David Washington. Man, can we can we find a way to get rid of Robert Patterson, Pattinson, or whatever dude's last name is? Dude, I've been trying to get rid of that dude since Twilight, my guy. Yeah, like, yeah man, I'm not but, a, I'm not a but, big fan of dude. I will tell you this though, I will say this: he did play in one movie that I hate to admit that I like, mm-hmm. and that was because I had this whole thing with it. Like I, my ex loved. Those Twilight shits, man. I was yeah, forced to sit there with all four of them shits. I thought they was trash. Same I thought way. Robert Pattinson was put on this pedestal. I was like, listen, the dude is not that good. All this type of stuff. So I was in my hater mode. Nor that good so, looking. He looked sickly. Yeah. And I'm like, so when I seen the Remember Me movie, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. This motherfucker might can't act. And like, it ended up being um it was it was it was one of those things where I mean it, it was really a crazy movie, but the end have you ever watched a movie where the movie was let's say it was above average, right? And mm-hmm. you're watching it and then the very last scene you might push that shit up to good. Oh yeah. Because it's- is remember, me, is remember Me the movie about the dead dude? No, 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 no. What it was, he his dad was this big-time businessman. And mm-hmm. he was like pretty much like that disappointment child. Like, you know, yeah. he smoked a lot of drink. He didn't really have a plan. He didn't, like, when, when you got that dad that's like this huge businessman, you, you want your son Super to, strict go to college, you want him to come and take your place at your business. Yeah, but he was mm-hmm. like that that one kid that, not kid, he wasn't a kid, but like he was just, well, he was his kid and he was just like, dude, like, his dad is like, why you can't get yourself together? Like, you know what I'm saying? I basically, mm-hmm. I raised you right. Why you won't just go to college and get this degree and do what I do? And he ended up meeting this girl. And they hit it off. So him and this girl got this great relationship going. You know, they had a little fight or whatever, whatnot. But what made the movie great was he went to see his dad and where he worked. But his dad wasn't there yet. And this is what made it great. They show him looking out of a window, right? Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, the camera zooms out. He's in the fucking World Trade Center right before the plane crashed into it. Yo, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, it completely threw me off. It was like above average, and that shit just made it good to me. Because I was like, that's why it's called Remember Me. Oh, and it's because he ended up dying in the World Trade Center when a plane yeah. crashed into it. And I was yeah, like, damn. that shit was wild. But I mean, it came out of nowhere. I had no idea. 
Like that's what that movie because that was one of those type of movies where I didn't watch a trailer or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those taking a oh well, I'll take a take a shot on it. And then like I kind of didn't want to watch it because it had him in it. I was yeah. like, I, I can't sit around and just be like, I'm gonna watch nothing. I mean, look, this ain't got nothing to do with glittering fucking vampires. So I was like, I'll give this shit a shot. But it ended up being ended up in a pretty good movie. But like like I said, like the ending made that shit fire to me because I was like I had no idea that that was coming. And like I got this little thing with the Royal Trade Centers man, like you know. So that's what ended up making that a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. But um, Nolan, man, it's just. Besides, like I said, besides Batman versus Superman and Justice League, like I, I don't really see him doing anything that was bad or like that was a horrible movie or anything like that. Like I think that all of his movies are um, very thought provoking, and and you can you can tell that he is one of those guys that developed a style and i think that that's very important for producers directors to to have that when they're creating these movies because that that lets you know like you know it's like a um it's like a, a engineer or a producer in music you know the the greats always have some type of signature you know, Pharrell got the the four the four beats thing that he does. Um, you know, when when every beat starts up, and then you know with Christopher Nolan, you know it's going to be a thought provoking movie, but it got this like gloom. I'm not saying the right word. I'm saying gloom, gloom feel to it. You know what I mean? And I think that with that, like he he uses that, and and I think that's what really also brings you in you know, and it keeps you in that trance to where you get the feeling, you know, as if that you're standing right beside the main character or you're standing right beside the actors in these scenes, you know, because it has that, that, you know, that glum appeal to it. But let's be clear to the people though. He wasn't a writer or a director of those two movies. He was just an executive producer. So, I mean, he still get credit for him, but he didn't write him or, or produce or, or uh, direct him. Um, but man, I would like to say you came up with a great idea um, as far as the fire flame, because I mean, we can't give a person a fire flame. Um, right. And you were saying like our, our favorite movie. I, I, for me, is is for 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 the Dark Knight trilogies to be in there for me to say what I'm about to say. As far as like saying the word hand, well, the phrase hands down, for me, it's, mm-hmm. it's easy. Hands down, Inception. Like he wrote yeah. it, he directed it, he produced it. Like Inception is just one of, to me, um, we, 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 we got an idea of, I'm not, I'm not going to give it away. I'm, I'm going to tell you that it's going to be a possibility to look out for Inception when we do our top five moves of all time. Okay. Coming up here soon. Um, it's 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 one of my favorite movies. Like Inception was something that I just I've never seen before. Like a lot mm-hmm. of movies, 
it's either a, if it's not a remake, it's something similar. They're like a carbon copy. This I've never seen. Like yeah, I've never seen nothing like literally nothing like it. It was like Mm -hmm. a brand new idea, and it seems like you don't get a lot of that in 2010. So for me, Inception, I love the way it was shot. Um, The cast was great. Just everything about that movie was 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 really really good, man. So that that is my favorite Christopher Nolan movie to this point. Um. For me, man, I, like I said, I'm gonna stick with Man of Steel. Like being a, you know, being a comic book guy and being a superhero guy, um, somewhat of a nerd, man. Like just the, you know, for him to bring the the realism into these movies, I think is something that, you know, for me is super interesting because you can, you can, well, for me at least, I can tell like he wants to make this. And maybe the word relatable is not the word that I'm looking for, but I'm using it anyway. But he wants to make these movies as relatable as possible. Like you're familiar with Superman, you're familiar with Batman, you know, you're familiar with the, with all the superheroes. But the fact that you know, in the beginning, like in the beginning of Man of Steel, you know, we see that Superman is basically an alien. He comes from a different planet. He's coming from outer space. He lands. You know, he's you know he uh, he shows from when he's a kid to, you know, when he's an adult and being raised by two human parents who, you know, show him unconditional love and really help him get acclimated into, you know, living on earth. And, <coughs> excuse me, you know, them him showing like when, when, when Superman was young, him having to deal with his powers, you know, in in a way like, uh, you know, a kid would like if you had superpowers at 12 and you can see, you know, through walls or, you know, you can you can uh, lift shit up. That's, you know, 10 times your weight like that shit would freak you the fuck out. So to for me to see, you know, him having a young actor play Superman, you know, as a kid and go through those things and, you know, getting bullied for it. It's those things that you expect to happen in real life. It's those things that you would know that would happen in real life. And so to see him then grow up and, you know, go through the the small little shit that he goes through and then ends up becoming like the, you know, he he ends up becoming like the savior of Earth in a way and, you know, still trying to live that double life of being Superman and Clark Kent. And and just the way, like I said, just the way he put all of that together to me was just genius, man. So I'm gonna ride with uh, Man of Steel. I feel, you, I feel you nothing wrong with nothing wrong with that. Yo, this is the thing. I am like really, really, really excited about this next one. Yes, sir. Like, I've been talking about this movie for I mean ever since it came out. And yeah. I will, I will reveal this shit. Like this movie, I mean, fuck the suspense. This movie is in my top five of all time. Oh shit! This this movie is in my top five. Like, yes, like that's how much I love this film. This film, it was great. Um, it's a timepiece. 
It's a, based on a true story, mm-hmm. based on true events. Mm-hmm. I have seen, I have seen, well, they made like, they made a movie a year or two before this one came out. So I seen that one, it was cool. <clears throat> I've listened to a podcast about this movie. I've listened yeah. to, I've watched two or three different documentaries on it. Mm-hmm. Not the movie, but the actual real life stuff about it. Yeah. Like, I'm just fascinated by it. And like, for me, when I, when I think about cinema, like a lot of the times, like a lot of the movies that I really like are like time pieces and like true stories. Like that's mm-hmm. really, that's really my shit. Like stuff that could actually, it's actually real. Or like that's just like for instance, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But last night I was watching. I don't know if you ever seen it. Have you ever seen a movie called Monster? Tully staring in it. Um, Christina Ricci. Um, yeah, yeah. It's about like, dude. First and foremost, I've never in my life thought that uh, what's her name, Charlize Theron, could be unattractive. Would ever be able to play a role like that. Not not only play that role, but to be unattractive. She was literally like literally. This was like the only time I did not want to. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like that was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. But I bring that up to say, like, that's based on a true story. That was a real woman. Like this mm-hmm. woman really died on death row, and like for us to be doing a movie that's based on a true story, there's there's a there's a whole bunch of factual stuff that you, that you could look up, like. What I love to do with stuff like this is you can actually like all you gotta do is type in such 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 and such real people and you can sit yeah. there and you can look up the real people. You can see what the real people look like. You can mm-hmm. read, you know, like that's the stuff that makes for me this type of movie so great is being able to go down this rabbit hole of seeing the real characters and all of this type of stuff, dude. I just, look, I'm rambling now and, and dude, I'm going to, like, just don't get upset with me next episode, man, because I'm going to ramble. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to do this episode with you, but I'm going to tell you what, though, it, the, what you literally just said is what happened to me watching this movie. Like, I didn't know that this movie was based on those actual events. I thought it was something different when I seen it, when I first bought it. I thought it was like, um, some you know, like some birthday shit. Like it was based on you know, like a motherfucker <laughs> birthday or something like that, right? And so like, <laughs> when I yeah. start watching it, you know what I'm saying because of the title. So I'm like, when I start watching it, I'm thinking it's like a scary movie, you know, that motherfucker is on a you know on a birthday, or, you know, some some happened or whatever. So when I get to watching it, I'm like, oh, that's what this shit is about. Like, okay, I heard this. And then now, like, like you said, as the, you know, as the movie playing and shit, I'm Googling and I'm looking up on my phone to see what happened. Then I'm pausing the movie and going to my phone and, you know, typing up where did, where did this happen then and da, 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 da. So yeah, this, I think this is one of those things. And, and only because of the way that the, that the lead actor was, he did such a great job. I think that's what that's what also made me want to learn, you know, learn more about it and do more research about it as well. 
Yeah, and so, the reason yeah, this I, next I, movie is gonna be the shit. The reason I knew what it was about because I never heard of the event, um, the true life stuff. Um, but one of them, the one we're talking about, came out in 07, but they did one in 05. Mm-hmm. So I seen the one in 05. So when mm-hmm. I seen like the previews and seen the actors and people that they was able to get for the 2007 version, I'm like, yo, I gotta see that. And then I yeah. seen it hook, dude, hook. Like this movie's almost three hours, and I could sit yeah. there and watch it like all the time. Like this is that movie where I don't care what time of day it is. If I see it, I'm quick watching it. And I'm watching it. But see, this is so like I like I said, I knew of the events because um as you know, any anybody that you know that done listen to this podcast done figured out by now. Like I, I used to hang around my grandma a lot. Both of them actually. I used to hang around my grandparents a lot. So, you know, listening to them and having conversations with them, like that's how I found out about the events. Because they also told me about, you know, other people in that field. So, you know, that's why um, that's why Mindhunters was so intriguing to me. You know what I'm saying? Because of the, you know, of the people that they had in there and, you know what I'm saying, the stuff that they was doing. So, yeah, this is, this is one of those movies, man, that uh, if you haven't seen this one, you know, this next, with the next episode, tune in. Um, if you haven't seen it though, definitely make sure you watch it before you listen to the podcast because you are going to be lost as hell if you do not. You are going to have no idea what the fuck we're talking about when we get to going. So um, once you find out about it, pause the podcast, watch the movie, come back to the podcast, and then, you know, give us a good listen and, and then, you know, you can kind of see where we at. Yes, sir, man. I, I am I am super excited to do this one, man. Um, but all all I got, man. Um, like I said, I just did <clears throat> um, episode one eighty seven. Um, you you came up with a great idea. That's why I say, like, when when I come up with ideas, like it's always something. To spark it, it could be a word, it could be a phrase, or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I was mentioning to you on the Twenty Eight Minutes or Less podcast, I was like, "Yo, I was like, we're coming up on episode one eighty seven of the Stuff mm-hmm. Podcast," and you was like, "Yo, I know you and Uncle Washington about to murder that." And I was like, "Yo, I didn't even think about that." And now I'm all now I'm all in my own zone because of the name. I ended up naming that episode Red Rum. For the mm-hmm. people that don't know, Red Rum <laughs> failed in reverse. So yeah. um, go check out that episode, man. Red Rum uh, of the Stolen Time Podcast, man. You can go to the Stolen Time Podcast page on Facebook. Um, it's on all major platforms. I'm still having an issue. I haven't. I still haven't heard back from Apple yet. So, okay. um, so if you if you're a new listener and you're not already subscribed to. Um, to the Stolen Time Podcast. Like I say, it's on Spotify. You know, it's on um, uh, Google Play. It's on iHeart. I mean, it's everywhere else. Um, check out the Stolen Time. I'm at the 28 Minutes or Less Podcast. The last episode was me and Scoots Bronson and uh, Casey. So we did the music episodes. Go check that out. 
Um, also, uh, Stolen Time Pie on Instagram, S.Foster8 on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure you check out that VA podcast watch group page on Facebook. That's right, man. Make sure um, not only just to check it out, but make sure uh, you add yourself in there. Like the page as well, please. Um, but we'd like we tell you guys every episode, man, we're trying to get up to 100 members in the group. Once we get to at least 100 members in the group, man, we're going to start doing live uh, watch parties. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's going to be uh, fire, you know, to be able to, you know, interact with the listeners, to be able to, you know, hear, you know, see or not hear, but see them chatting back and forth, you know, us chatting back and forth with them them getting to see us, you know, or them getting to watch the movies with us as we review them before we do the pod and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, it's just, you know, we want to bring you guys as much content as possible and we want to give you guys great content as well. But um, for me, man, check me out on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. Check me out on Instagram, Scoots Bronson underscore TV. Check me out on YouTube, Scoots Bronson TV. Um, you can check out my podcast, 15 Minutes of Fame. Uh, it's on all major podcast platforms. Excuse me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, first and foremost. And then um, I got a new episode of 15 Minutes of Fame coming up, uh, coming out very soon. Um, it's with my guy, Ezra Foster, and uh, Casey as well. So, you know what I'm saying? We got to get that together and make sure we finish that one out, man, so we can get that popping. And then um, I'm trying to think, man. What else? Oh, Isolated Society. I didn't do an episode this week because of all my ailments. Um, I've been down and out, but, you know, I'm going to get back. And it was a short sports week, so uh, I didn't want to really talk too much about anything. Bad things been going on, especially with my Browns. So I was just kind of backing off. I think I kind of uh, jinxed them with the last episode I did. So I kind of skipped this week. But um, outside of that, man, you know, you guys make sure you share this uh, podcast with a friend. Um, if you love movies, man, thank you. You know, thank you for listening. If you got friends that like movies, make sure you uh, add them in as well, man. Share the share the wealth. You know, that's all we can ask for. Yes, sir. So that's all you got, man. That's all I got, man. I'm I'm just. Dude, just hyped about like I'm I'm hyped about this next episode, man. Like, <laughs> dude, I am I am ready for it, man. Like the, I ain't gonna have no problem going back and rewatching this. Hell no, hell no, man. Because um, I do it all the time anyway. These and, next two, and, ep- these next two oh, episodes ahead. we got coming up, bro. Listen, it's it's gonna be um we we might have to do like. Two two hour pods on these. Hey, just, it can easily go that long. It can eat, dude, yeah. I can go all, I can go all day. I can That's go all day. Like, we we yeah, these this. are gonna these next two episodes are gonna be some long pods. So we 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 are going to give you guys every drip drop of what we have. So y'all keep going, man. Once again, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. Um, please make sure you share. Make sure you go to the VA podcast group on facebook make sure you like it make sure you join um make or 
I don't want to, what, what is it? You know, when you ask for an invite or something like that, or you add yourself or something? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, ask yeah. for an invite. So, yeah, yeah, it is join. Join join the group, man. You know what I'm saying? We want to be able to contact you guys and, you know, engage with you guys and, you know, see what kind of movies y'all like. You know what I'm saying? Y'all might like the same movies we like, or y'all might be putting us on, too. So make sure y'all do that, man. We really, really appreciate it. And with that being said, man, like they say in uh, the grand old Hollywood, uh, it's a wrap. Cut.